2: What's up guys, this is The Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a 5-star rating.
0: This is Lou Dorch. you're listening to The Uncontested.
3: What is up? Welcome to the uncompe- uncontested, what, what did I just almost say? I don't even know. What just happened? I don't know. The uncontested podcast. It's not like I haven't been doing this for two years now. I am your host, Jacob. Today,
4: that voice you just heard is Justin. Guys, the Waj Bombs are flying tonight. more Waj Bombs excited. right now
3: than U.S. bombs in the Middle East in oh, the dear. early 2000s. <sighs> okay.
4: No comment. We've
3: also got Comier along with us. They were black.
2: And I, uh, I'm back from my dad's house, and my Iranian grandma, she gave me sixty dollars for the Iranian New Year, because that's what you do—you give kids money. So she gave me $60 money. sixty dollars.
3: Is a very like oddly specific number. She's a fucking grandma. It's like well, I would think like fifty or a hundred. Sixty is just. It's three
2: twenties. Yeah. what was, what was mm-hmm. I going to say? Good hey, good you point.
4: have ten. <laughs> Hang on, let me get you change. Yeah. <laughs> I so, mean, yeah. What are you going to buy with it, huh? Uh, I don't know. Like, a nice new pair of denim jeans with some pleats.
2: No. Some loafers. <clears throat> I think I might invest in buying the rights to Chesapeake Arena.
4: 60 bucks might do it. I yeah. Do it. <laughs> They're desperate for money.
2: Not a sell, but a strong Kamiar's sell.
4: Kamiar's Thunderdome coming soon. Gosh. What would you call it Both if you bought true. it, Kamiar? What? Would you name it after yourself? <laughs>
2: uh i don't know but i think justin just got my joke maybe i don't know
3: (laughs) i didn't hear it or i didn't get it it's okay one of the
2: two everybody else heard it
3: okay well hey two things before we get started with our redraft real fast justin just mentioned things justin just mentioned it uh we have been peppered with woge bombs today and it seems as though yeah peppered with woge bombs
2: buckshot or birdshot
3: uh which one was it that Dick Cheney shot? The bird shot. Was it, was it Dick Cheney that got shot or Dick Cheney shot somebody? Dick Cheney shot, shot a man that's what in I the thought. face with bird in shot. The face.
2: Just if you wanna pepper pepper him up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Woj has shot me in the face with tweets today. Oh, mm. Not uh, the worst thing he can shoot in the, the money face with. Shot right God there. Damn. It seems more and more likely, gentlemen, that within the next couple of months we are going to get a return to play in the NBA.
2: Oh, yeah. Jared Dudley's upset because Los Angeles is now in lockdown for the rest of 2021. Yeah, um,
3: <clears throat> he he wants that title before he retires for sure. <laughs> but it a lot of the stuff that's coming out seems very promising that the league will restart, that we will get a full playoffs of each series going seven games. Uh, who knows if we get any regular season games, anything like that. But it from, from right now, and as we all know, things are changing so rapidly mm-hmm. in the, the corona world. Right now seems pretty encouraging, though. It seems like we're on the right track. Yeah,
4: I think we've all been
3: hesitant, but it looks good.
4: You look good. It's like the first time that all parties <clears throat> have kind of clearly stated that that's what they want to do. The the league, the players, everybody seems to be on the same page as far as that being the goal, and I feel like that's the first time that that's kind of been a public consensus.
3: Definitely. Definitely. Um, The second thing I wanted to mention before we got started here, uh, what Kalmyar said, it looks like Chesapeake (laughs) Energy, uh, Chesapeake Energy, not the arena, just the company. The company. Um, Not not in, in good... Uh, financial standing
2: they've been that way for the last like five years it's been a long time coming yeah. uh
3: but if we do think the that chesapeake energy has to sell the the naming rights to the arena what company would you most want to see take over sonic uh,
4: yeah if sonic. it's want sign me up for sonic. sonic i was hoping sonic would get the jersey sponsor <clears throat> even though i knew just sonic arena knowing the thunder uh, there's a zero so percent chance
2: of
3: that sonic happening
2: arena I think it's Paycom. They're pretty pretty big. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking
3: Paycom or Loves is probably the, the if you're if we're making Loves bets Arena. on who will buy it, but on which the would Loves be the most Pit fun, Stop. I think
4: Sonic. Loves Truck Stop Arena.
3: Dude, if Sonic yeah. bought it, we would have Sonic's inside the peak. Yeah. So like you go to a game and you, you get can get yourself like cheese uh, tots. Chili yes, cheese please. tots and some <laughs> I don't know, vanilla strawberry. Skittles, root beer, whatever the hell they have.
2: What? <laughs> okay, Sonic food is garbage. First of all, Second I of all,
3: pretty much agree with that. The yeah. only
2: thing good about it is their happy hour drinks.
3: Their drinks are pretty good. How do you guys feel about Sonic ice cream?
2: Never Man. had it. It's, I don't trust their food. Why would I eat their ice cream?
4: I Man. will say, I think it was last summer they, they had things to the cows. Ice cream sandwiches that were made with like giant oreo cookies and they were like actual oreo cookies but they were like the size of your fist and it was they were so good and they would put them on special and i would just go like load up and then store them in my freezer and (laughs) such a power move (laughs) so good
2: some people might say that i'm an oreo well maybe they might more like a graham cracker like a s'more
4: i'd go with the chewy chips ahoy personally i'd also like to keep you in my freezer because uh, all right well
2: because my dad's really tan and my mom's white so i'm a s'more tan. i think
3: kamiar knew a girl in high school whose brother killed their dad and kept him in the freezer wow
2: <laughs> okay that's okay mildly <laughs> inaccurate <laughs> but yeah i knew a girl that her brother killed kids and kept him chopped up in boxes the it was oh, a new okay, story free- the yeah. same
3: idea just <clears> not as cold
2: it was a news story a long time ago in the city of Purcell. Uh, just Google Purcell murder and boxes, and you'll find it.
3: Purcell murder box. So I gotta look up. Nothing happens to site.
2: Purcell, so you'll find it pretty quickly. Yep.
3: Isn't Purcell's wow. uh, high school mascot the dragons?
2: Yeah, that's so cool.
3: That, that is, is pretty cool. awesome. They should adopt like the Targaryen, underrated. the Targaryen uh, icon yeah. as their. So their underrated.
2: Logo. Such an underrated mascot. Because like you think of mascots. You know what other mascots like super underused and underrated? What a gorilla! That thing's terrifying. They're yeah. Yeah. arms
4: off. Shout out Pittsburgh State. Yeah, Harambe. Pittsburgh State for real. Yeah, Harambe. <laughs> Pittsburgh <laughs> We're State rip in peace,
2: Harambe.
3: And simpler times, man. Remember when Harambe was the the biggest thing we had to worry about? People writing in Harambe on the the presidential ballot. <laughs> I wish Harambe was our president.
4: <laughs> All right, we're moving on.
3: (laughs) We are doing, continuing our redraft series. This week we are at the year 2014, which is a really fun draft, guys. I'm excited every week. You see, yeah. No, last week was not fun. Last week was a crappy draft, Justin, and you cannot disagree with me. In comparison
2: to the draft that Michael Jordan went in, the first three picks were. Him, like it it was uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan, and like they didn't like Portland got Clyde Drexler later down the line. They had so many good players. Yeah,
4: Yeah, that I mean, was you know, the, the era... league was just better back then. Yeah, VR.
2: they I mean, they stayed in college longer back then. It became more well rounded yeah. players and actually had degrees. That's fair. Oh, what's like a degree? They were actual men by the time they came into the league.
3: So, 2014 draft, just to jog our listeners' memory, this is the year that Andrew Wiggins went number one overall. Uh, This was also the draft of Jabari Parker and Joel Embiid. Um, Other big names or big things that you might remember from this draft are that the Thunder drafted Mitch McGarry in this draft. Nailed it. So, uh, that's the draft we're talking about tonight. Our order tonight will go, Justin is making pick number one. I will be making pick number two. Kamiar is pick number three. And then we will keep rotating that way. Um, one, two, three, all the way through. There were some draft night trades in 2014. We are undoing those and just keeping the draft order at how it was originally. Uh, the trades were that Doug McDermott, uh, actually drafted by Denver Uh, and then traded to – I forget who he gets traded to. Is it Chicago? It's not Chicago. Is it Chicago? I think it might be Chicago. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. he got traded to Chicago for Nurkic and Gary Harris. And then Orlando traded um, Dario Saric to Philly for Alfred Payton. That was a swap of pick number 12 and pick number 10. So we're undoing those trades, and we're keeping the order the way it was that night, which is Cleveland, Milwaukee, Philly, Orlando, Utah, Boston, the Lakers, Sacramento, and Charlotte, Philly, again, Denver, Orlando, Minnesota, Phoenix. So that is our top 14 uh, where you're just going to do the lottery like we've always been doing. And with our first overall pick, let's get this thing underway. The Cleveland Cavaliers are on the clock. Uh, Justin Peabody will be making the
4: decision here Whew. it's a lot of pressure this is uh, my first time picking first in one of our redrafts and uh, so obviously I'm gonna go with Andrew Wiggins again no but really um, the 2014 Cavaliers are an interesting story to revisit and what makes this pick a uh, really interesting is what happened immediately after the draft with LeBron James coming back to Cleveland. Um, So (laughs) it makes it a little hard uh, to know what the right route is for a number of reasons, but I'm going to go with my heart and uh, I think I know who I'm going to pick with the first pick. In the 2014 NBA Draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Joel Embiid. Me, David Griffin, was once quoted as saying that Embiid was the second coming of Hakeem Olajuwon. However, injury concerns ultimately scared us off, and we went with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I think you can see how that played out. While the injury concerns were valid... Embiid has missed a lot of time due to injuries, including a majority of his early uh, years in the league. I think when he's on the court, it's obvious that he is the best player in the draft. So I'm going to stick with the second coming of Hakeem. However, what makes this so interesting is knowing that, uh, does this still mean that Embiid ends up in Minnesota? Does he end up somewhere else? what happens to the Timberwolves if they get Embiid? There's so many, like, ripple effects of this, because I'm assuming drafting Embiid doesn't change them from bringing LeBron back. Uh, yeah, assuming that's Love still on there. the table. Right. So it's like the draft pick's cool. I think Embiid's the best player in the draft, but does he ever really play for Cleveland? Probably not.
3: Yeah, that's fascinating, you know, because, like you said, if you get Embiid, then you're not probably drafting Carl anthony Towns, even though mm-hmm. he was the best available, and... Maybe Minnesota's not even in position to draft Carl Anthony Towns because they right. haven't beat. You know, who knows?
4: Well, if and if he gets injured again, yeah, maybe they are. I don't yeah. know.
3: Tons of layers to that one. It's 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 fascinating. But, um, so Justin, you are with this pick here. Obviously, you're drafting because of kind of what Cleveland said back then and how good Joel is. But do you think he's the best pick in this draft? Do you think not pick best player in this draft?
4: I think he's the best player in the draft when healthy. And so it really comes down to how much value do you put on health? A lot of people put a lot of value on health, rightfully so. You know, it it doesn't matter how good you are if you're sitting on the bench. So I get that. And I think there's a very valid argument between Embiid and somebody who I'm assuming is going to go at number two. Uh, I think you could make an argument for either one. However, I think when healthy – I think Embiid is the best player in the draft. Nice. I
3: like it. All right. Well, we will move on to pick number two, which is with the Milwaukee Bucks. I will be making this draft pick. And looking back at our roster and how we finished the year last year, uh, Brandon Knight, our starting point guard, Chris Middleton was on our team. Uh, he played pretty good. He started for us, and backing him up is this really lanky young guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo that we kind of like. We think he's got good, uh, good potential. We also have OJ Mayo on this team. Urso um, Ilyasova, Zaza Pachulia.
2: Not a fan of Mayo.
3: You say you are, or you're you I'm are a, a fan of Mayo? mayo? Big no. my miracle Tunes, with I it on my tuna sandwiches.
2: My tuna disgusting. Yeah.
3: Um, so looking at kind of how our team is assembled i think the best place we could really upgrade uh would probably be uh in the front court i mean we have john henson he's interesting larry sanders we think he might just not want to play basketball anymore uh, so he might be on his way out so with that being said i think we have our pick
2: did you even play the sounder for the first one yeah i mean i zoned out (laughs)
3: With the second overall pick in the draft, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to select Nikola Jokic
4: out Shock. of he doesn't Serbia. even speak English. He'll fit he, right in in Milwaukee.
3: Jokic <laughs> went forty
4: second
3: <42nd laughs> overall, I think, in, in this, this draft.
2: Where's he from? Serbia, Serbia. Serbia. So, um, yeah, the former Yugoslavia. I'm
3: I'm just imagining a team that has Jokic who can step out and shoot and can make every pass uh, paired with Giannis and Chris Middleton moving yeah. forward. That's uh that's pretty scary. I mean, the Bucks have been awesome with Brooke Lopez and, and I mean they've been awesome with Brooke Lopez because Brooke's been such a great defender for them. But I mean, I think I don't I don't know how you stop that team. If you have yeah. Anten and Kumpo, Middleton and Jokic, like, there's no other front court in the league that can stand with that.
4: It's a, uh, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, it would uh, definitely be an upgrade over Henson and uh, Sanders more than a, a little bit. But
3: Larry Sanders used to be good, man. He did used to be good. That's fair.
2: Couldn't get off the weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stay <laughs> off the weed. Duh.
4: I but didn't get that think as a about, sounder. Like, <laughs> think about like the think the weed. <laughs> the assists that would go down from Jokic to Giannis would mm. just be unfair. Yeah. That also yeah.
2: disrupts their style of play though.
4: I feel like he could be made to fit though. Jokic? I mean, I feel like you obviously tailor it around Giannis's strengths. I mean, Giannis
2: can be a point center. It's amazing.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: it is. <laughs> like it's stupid. <laughs> Um, All right, on to pick number three, the Philadelphia 76ers are on the clock. Kamiar is making this selection.
2: All right, well, you know, our team's not that great. I mean, we have a former Rookie of the Year, Michael Carter-Williams, who, if we zoom into the year 2020, sucks butt, Um, but, you know, we're in the year 2014. We've got Jason Richardson, uh, some guy named Tony Roten, who's just kind of filler. Evan Turner, who... Might be a good player in the future. Nope. Just Andre Robertson with handles. Um, we've got Thaddeus Young, who's actually a pretty decent guy at the four. Um, and just, you know, we've got the original process in Nerlens Noel. And, you know, he's good. And we've got the original, original process in Kwame Brown, who was just a complete bust. And we've got Spencer Halls, who's a white guy that had... Dreadlocks at one point and then he had cornrows so you tell me what our needs are here everything we need everything besides maybe no we need everything so I've got a good idea we're gonna play we're gonna start small ball a little early before the Warriors get out and ruin everything so we've decided to make our selection with the third pick in the NBA draft the Philadelphia 76ers are going to select Aaron Gordon and the crowd goes wild mostly, i give it a I give it a 9 out of 10 mostly Nick Crane actually goes wild um, but yeah no um, I really didn't there's so there's they had so many needs uh, just looking at their roster and I was like, you know what, let's just have fun and take a chance on this. Spencer Hawes sucks. Nerlens is Nerlens, but he's not going to be anything special. I feel like Aaron Gordon's a product of his environment. If he was somewhere else, maybe uh, it could alter that. But the Sixers, you know, the Sixers are the Sixers. Like you've sent Aaron, th- Aaron Gordon to the Thunder or a team that develops players well like the Spurs. He'd have a lot better chance to develop into something like Blake Griffin un- unless, you know, he's going to spend the, his entire career being Blake Griffin light and making diss tracks about not winning the dunk contest. Uh, but yeah, I feel like you could play him and Thaddeus Young at the four and five and play some small ball and just somehow get rid of Evan Turner because he sucks. But yeah, I thought I thought Evan, I thought Aaron Gordon <laughs> will be pretty OK.
3: Yeah, I like that. I also was thinking you could play Nerlens at the five and Aaron Gordon at the four and just go like crazy athletic mm. front court. Aaron tries Gordon, to block at the every three. Shot. yeah, that's With what Milwaukee Thaddeus, or not uh, Milwaukee, Orlando was done. I don't know. That, that well. yeah, they,
2: they put him at the three and they, played, they could play Thaddeus at the four and Nerlens at the five, just be a, incredibly athletic and big, but kind of slow. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> good luck making a shot at the rim against that lineup there. Right. I mean, they'll block everything.
4: The real question is, does Aaron Gordon win a dunk contest if he's in Philly? Yeah. Yes.
2: Mm.
3: That's what's on everybody's mind, you know. (laughs) The burning questions. All right, pick number four, the Orlando Magic are on the board.
4: Justin is making this selection. The Orlando Magic, um, they're an interesting bunch. They've got Vic, Victor Oladipo. He's looking pretty good. They've still got Tobias Harris. Uh, everybody's favorite Kanye lyric, Mo Harkless, Uh, Vucevic down low, Aaron Aflalo, uh, and uh, a lovely aging Jameer Nelson at point. I think Vic has a future with this franchise. I think if looking ahead to the future, if the magic don't uh, make some questionable transactions, I think Victor is a guy they can build around. I think we really, really had our eye on uh, that guy, Aaron Gordon, who just got picked up by Philadelphia. We liked his athleticism, how he could maybe complement Victor Oladipo. Uh, however, I think we're going to go a, a slightly different direction. And uh, I think I think we've got somebody who may be a bit of a risk right now, but I think could complement what we've got in Vic pretty well. With the fourth pick in the 2014 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Spencer Dinwiddie. Wow. So I like Dinwiddie here. Uh, I like how the backcourt combo of Dinwiddie and Oladipo could pair together. Uh, It's risky because Dinwiddie was injured at the end of his uh, college career. And that's why he ended up falling so far in the draft. But I think what we've seen him do now with the Nets once he got out of basketball purgatory in Detroit uh, has been impressive. And if, again, if the Magic could refrain from making some terrible transactions, looking at um, Spencer, a fully healthy Spencer Dinwiddie and, ideally, a fully healthy Victor Oladipo in the backcourt would be a pretty fun pairing.
2: I would like to negotiate a contract with him in his rookie year just solely based off of Bitcoin.
4: One hundred percent. How much was uh, what was going on with Bitcoin back in twenty fourteen? Don't even know. Coins I, bit, I feel like yeah. that was back when the dude bought like a Papa John's pizza yeah. with Bitcoin that anyway.
2: Small bits of the coin. <laughs> right. Just take a penny, and crush it up.
3: <laughs> I think that's how that works. Yeah I yep. think it is too I used to do that while we podcasted.
2: Yeah, you did. <laughs> I called you up for it once. Yeah, aren't it's isn't aren't isn't it like illegal? To some deface sort of offense. Money? Some yeah. sort of offense to deface and destroy money.
3: Yeah, because it's technically government property. And it doesn't so.
2: matter. I mean, they they keep on making more. They're gonna have to make some more here soon in the future <laughs> again, anyway. So
3: if somebody wants to uh, call the police on me for defacing government property, I, I have destroyed a penny before. Actually,
2: I can read your number live on air. Uh, four zero five.
4: Go ahead and get that address out there too. No,
2: oh, no. their social there's social security out there. I don't know that one, but I do know your your uh, your uh, your work ID number because I used to steal your copies at work. <laughs> you bastard! I took a picture of all the sheet of all the employee ID numbers when I ran out of <laughs> copies. I just used yours. <laughs> but, out of
3: everybody you could have used, use mine.
2: Yeah. Wow. All right. Thanks. That's yeah. why I can never run those tests. You're my best friend. Uh, All right. Thanks. Yeah,
3: you should have got your worst enemy and Thanks stole all their for copies. sharing and caring. With pick number five, the Utah Jazz are on the clock. I will be <laughs> making the selection. The Utah Jazz, we started Trey Burke at point guard. Uh, we have Gordon Hayward at shooting guard, but we probably need to bump him up. We think we may do that next year because our small forward is Richard Jefferson. He's getting a little bit older. We could slide Gordon up to the three, maybe play Alec Burks at the two. We like that idea a little bit more. Uh, Power forward, we have Marvin Williams. In center, we had Derek Favors uh, with a backup of Ennis Cantor, who put up a lot of stats, but he struggles defensively. We also have a third-string center in Rudy Gobert, who seems like he could be pretty decent. So, Our team, we like our team. We need help at point guard. We also need help on the wing. I mean, Richard Jefferson, Mo Williams, and Jeremy Evans aren't really cutting it, uh, including adding that list as well, Brandon Rush and Ian Clark. Uh, We could just definitely use an upgrade there and at point guard. I mean, our backup was Deontay Garrett this past year. Some Thunder fans might remember him from training camps from about four or five years ago. So looking at who's left on the board, we have a couple of different directions we could go.
2: Could go but left.
3: I think we know or right. uh, what we want to do and what direction we're going to go. With the fifth overall pick in the 2014 draft, the Utah Jazz are going to select Andrew Wiggins.
2: Maple Jordan. Maple dang, dang, Jordan. Dang, 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 dang. I think that's a terrible pick. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> the, there was a
3: point guard I wanted to take, but I don't want to take him this high. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean,
2: Maple Jordan r- r- gets high off the, uh, Canadian weed.
3: I-, I wonder if, um, if Andrew Wiggins would be better in Utah in a place that can develop talent a little bit better than Minnesota, because Minnesota was just a bad spot for him. Minnesota. I kind of feel like, um, and so I don't know, you know, you, you put <laughs> hyper athletic Andrew Wiggins in there next to Gordon Hayward uh, you still definitely need a point guard, but in real life, this draft pick was Dante Exum, who didn't work out. So uh, we're going to take a flyer and he's hope. He's Australian. We're going to hope that Andrew Wiggins can pan out uh, in Utah because we're banking on our culture and we're banking on our player development.
2: It's a good thing I took the undone Dante Exum because he's from down end, uh I hate you so much. But...
3: Well, uh, guys, earlier we talked about basketball coming back, and uh, – Whenever it does, you'll be able to bet on it with betonline.ag.
4: But currently, with no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might be thinking there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can also still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open, 24 hours a day, and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. All
3: right, we are on to pick number six, the Boston Celtics. Kamyar will be making the selection.
2: Well, over here in Boston, we got pretty good situation going on. I mean, you got Rajon Rondo, who's left over from the championship teams. Avery Bradley is a fantastic guy. He plays tough defense courtney lee yeah, he's, he's he's pretty good pretty good guy d and three you've got a, uh, you got jeff green uncle jeff that came over from that perkins to
3: or as taylor would say grandpa jeff
2: <clears throat> yeah got grandpa <laughs> jeff uh that came over from that perkins trade for that for oklahoma city and gerald wallace with all nine and a half of his fingers and uh oh not gerald, gerald green. green
3: gerald wallace had the braids that's wrong. They both have braids. Oh yeah, you're right. That's confusing. Well, Gerald well, Wallace wasn't very good though.
2: <clears throat> anyways, the less good version of Gerald Green was there. Then, then you get to the fours, and that's where we have some issues. You got the fours and fives. The bigs are some issues with the Celtics, and that's not anything new. Apparently, you I mean you got Brandon Bass, Jared Sullinger. He had Sully. He had Chris Humphreys before he married and divorced a Kardashian. Uh, you got Kelly Olenek and Vitor Faborani at center and Kelly Olenek could have been something special man could have been something special but you know we're, Rondo's a locker room problem he sucks Phil Pressey from Mizzou he was good at in the Big 12 playing for the Tigers and Quinn Snyder might I say um, but you know, we're just not feeling it right now. So, we decided to make our selection. With the 6th pick in the NBA draft, the Boston Celtics are selecting Marcus Smart. Wicked Smart. Wicked Smart. He's not gonna throw a chair at some some guy at the at the arena. Um, yeah, I could've I could have picked a big, but all three I of the good bigs to. went top three. And I did not want to pick the uh, I didn't want to pick uh old boy that went to originally went to uh, Milwaukee. I don't want to pick Jabari Parker because he that's not the kind of big they would need and uh, Julius Randle's not the kind of big they need. Jeremy Grant is a project that can maybe develop into some big that they eventually need, but Solinger is actually pretty good for them for a few years. Kelly Olenek, he's weak, but I mean, I don't know. I just don't like any of the bigs enough on the board to go for him, so I went with the Smart pick, <laughs> um, with the intention that he's going to play tough defense. He's a high IQ guy. Just everything that you know, you're getting in Marcus Smart, and of course, you know that what you're getting today. It wasn't a coincidence. It, I mean, it was. It is a coincidence. Sorry, that I did pick Marcus Smart. Um, I was debating, honestly, I on my board when I was projecting players. I was hoping Marcus Smart was going to go off the board at four so I could be able to pick Spencer Dinwiddie at number six. Um, and, of course, that was not the case. And then I thought it's either between Marcus Smart or Zach Levine, because uh, I still want a guy that can score, um, that can also handle the ball and play some tough defense. And Zach Levine does not play tough defense, but he makes basketball look pretty. So it was between play defense or um, or uh, be flashy and get angry and still win make the dunk contest so i, I picked marcus smart <laughs> yeah because like like marcus smart and avery bradley that's a that's a that's pretty tenacious, tenacious the backcourt. Uh, front backcourt team because your front court's defense sucked so
3: yeah that would be a that'd be a bulldog <clears throat> defensive backcourt though that's that it a was good a bulldog
2: backcourt. Right. <laughs> that's a
3: that's a fun lineup yeah so uh, all right, well, pick number seven is up now, the Los Angeles Lakers, and Justin is making the selection. Oh, boy.
4: Uh, times are fun out in L.A. Uh, we are in a quite a transitional phase. We're one year removed from what we thought was going to be another ring with Steve Nash and Dwight Howard and bringing... Uh, little Showtime Laker action back. That didn't really pan out. So this last season we were dragging the corpse of Steve Nash around the court uh, at a, a prime 40 years old. We also had uh, Jody Meeks, Wesley Johnson, Jordan Hill, uh, the last year of Pau Gasol. Um, it's not a pretty Pow. picture in Los Angeles. Uh, I think there it, this is a moment where we've got precious um, – opportunities in front of us we've got a couple years left on kobe's contract that we want to try to maximize however i think the pieces around him are just not there Uh, we need somebody who's a a little more put together than nick young who can compliment kobe bryant and and what he brings to the table in his veteran years and uh, i think we've got somebody who fits the bill for us with the seventh pick at the 2014 NBA draft, the Los Angeles Lakers select Zach Levine. For most of the reasons that Kamiar just said, uh, his offensive scoring ability, uh, he puts on a show. He doesn't bring much to the table on the defensive end of the floor. But, you know, uh, not many people on the Lakers do, so I'm not sure that adding one decent defender is really going to change the fate of our team. Uh, However, I think that he has the flashiness to potentially be a star in Los Angeles, get him in a dunk contest. Everybody will be loving him. I think he can come in and be a future kind of centerpiece for this team. Uh, I think that he's somebody that once uh, Kobe retires, you could potentially put some other pieces around him. He's not a, a franchise cornerstone future MVP or anything like that but I think he's a very solid piece that can work with the team we have now and into the future
3: I like it he's also a UCLA kid so he's gonna play right in his backyard yeah, good point right uh, already familiar with Los Angeles that'd be an interesting one having Levine come in and and kind of be around Kobe Bryant you know maybe <clears throat> that instills a little more of that killer instinct in him
4: it certainly couldn't be worse than developing in Orlando if I had to put money on it. So that's a,
3: that's a fascinating one. I like it. Um, call me or any thoughts on Zach Levine? Uh,
2: I think Kobe would slap the pretty boy out of him. 100%. Yeah.
3: I think that's maybe what he needed <laughs> yeah, early on. Right. I that's think a he good would, point. I
2: think he would slap the diva out of him and be like, yo, you come to work and I get buckets and then you make it make, I don't know. I feel like it might be like this Brett Favre. I know it's a football comparison. It might be like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers thing, where mm-hmm. Zach hates Kobe and can't wait for him to retire, uh, and then like shines in the spotlight. I don't know if Kobe could contain Zach Levine, despite how much of a superstar and icon he is. Who knows? I mean, like he's UCLA kid, he's West Coast kid. He probably idolized Kobe, but right. I, I have no cool. idea because he's such a diva now.
4: That's the that's the thing, too. He's is, like screaming you know, at his coach. Yeah. You, you're you drafting him to be alongside Kobe, but we also, with the benefit of hindsight, know that Kobe spends uh, most of his final years on the bench. Yeah, and Kobe also so, played
2: defense, though.
4: This is true. So it's it'd be interesting to see what that does to his development. Does he still get to pick up those uh, attributes from Kobe, but then he gets more minutes to show it on the floor? Potentially. Don't know.
3: It's interesting for sure. All right, pick number eight, the Sacramento Kings, who are
2: always in the lottery. We're always making picks for the Kings. I heard that they're in the lottery because they all constantly get top 10 picks instead of number one picks. That's what I hear.
3: Uh, could de- very definitely be true. Who knows? Um, very definitely. Very definitely. So with pick number eight, Sacramento. So uh, do you guys want me to do the Vlade voice? Does yes. What's wrong with you? Why always. wouldn't you? okay <clears throat> yes uh, this is Vlade Divock we uh, we this have Borat's very good team. I uh, we have the Demarcus cousins you talk about cousin we have Demarcus cousins <laughs> uh, great big man he he will fight anybody I love Demarcus cousins we have very small man as well Isaiah Thomas <laughs> Uh, he is uh, fast as shit, score ball very well, uh, can't defend anyone. Uh, he tries to play defense, and he
2: gets butt in face, and it's just not good. You sound like a generic Native American commercial for like a casino.
3: No, I'm sorry for that. Uh, we also had Cara Landry and Travis Outlaw uh, and, and Ben Mclemoy. We need help. Our team always needs help. Uh, we are just not a good team. We need someone who can come in and play defense. Uh, start, uh, start turning this team in right direction. There's a lot of big names on the on the draft board that I like. I like big names. I like make splash, but uh, but we make smart pick this year. So we ready to make selection with eight pick in draft. Sacramento Kings select Gary Harris.
4: Wow, Harris that high? Interesting. Yeah. Um Yikes.
3: Well, I'm looking at like they really need help in like the wing slash backcourt. Uh, especially defensively. Mm. And I don't know, like there's nobody else that like I, I thought about taking Bogdan Bogdanovich here. i who I had that slotted that, at eight. That ends up going um, to them anyways that they make uh I think they get him in the Isaiah Thomas deal actually. Yeah. Um, I thought about getting Bogdanovich here and, and just getting a knockdown three-point shooter. Uh, Gary isn't a great offensive player. He isn't a great shooter uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm looking at his uh, his three-point percentage right now. Hold on just a second. He is uh
2: This is why the Sacramento oh, Kings are always in the lottery.
3: <laughs> he's a career 36% shooter from three, which is bad. Yeah, he's bad. just inconsistent. He has had, he's yeah. had inconsistent years. Like this year, he's been pretty poor, actually. Uh, but his defense has always been solid. Uh, and I don't know. I just feel like the Kings need solid, like, not freaking idiot basketball players.
4: I, I think that is a fair description of Gary And Harris. anything
3: here is better than selecting Nick Stauskas.
2: Sauced <clears throat> <laughs> Kastinger. <laughs> like,
3: holy shit. You yeah. look back at who they drafted in the top ten, and you realize why they suck so goddamn bad.
4: This draft has some real standout Nick. head scratchers. I mean, anybody named
2: Nick, really. So
4: <laughs> Nick with no C, especially.
2: Yeah, yikes. Uh, I like Nick with no C Nick.
3: better than I like Nick with no K. Nick. Nick. Nick
0: All
3: right, pick number nine, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I think they were the Hornets at there was this the point. They the
2: Bobcats, now. boy.
3: Were they the Bobcats in 2014?
2: Yeah, the Bobcats. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Got some Bobcats out here.
3: All right, I was so a bobcat the bobcat in elementary Charlotte, school The Charlotte Bobcats What a horrible wow. mascot but What?
2: The, Those things are ferocious they're, they're, Bobcats are tiny They're cute It's and like they a pissed off your, house cat n- do you know, They can gnaw off your face while you're hiking
4: do You know the backstory? right? It's just because the owner's name is Bob And he like cats You're lying No I'm not lying It was the owner of the GM I think it was the owner <laughs> the original owner's name was Bob. So they named it the Bobcats. 100%. God, it's like, even
3: worse now. You couldn't get much shittier than Bobcats, but you made
4: it happen, Justin. The, but again, going back to our, our conversation to oh, open the podcast Bobcats. about the Kamiar Thunderdome. Look at the Bobcats. If you owned an NBA team and you had a chance to name it after yourself, ooh, come on
2: if I had an NBA team
4: what if what? the
3: mascot like the person that dresses up as the mascot <clears throat> just dressed up as the owner that would be freaking But like weird. with whiskers that'd be funny that'd be funny <laughs> All right anyways call me go ahead and make if, your selection at number
2: 9 You know if I had a team and I got to rename if I got to redo its mascot you know what I, you know what I would name rename the thunder dragons You know what I'd rename the thunder what I'd rename the thunder the uh Angry tornadoes. It's good. Thanks. Came up with I'd, the, I'd buy a jersey. Spent a long time thinking about it.
4: <laughs> would make a great
2: big three team. It really would. The Tornadoes, because just just like, just like every Oklahoman, you stand, sit up, and stare at it, and watch it. <laughs> Makes All right. Sense. I'm on the Charlotte Bobcats. We're on the Charlotte Bobcat train. We've got point guard Kemba Walker. He can't play defense worth a crap. But man, he's good from Yukon. <clears> they <throat> got Ramon Sessions who is a veteran that sometimes is good, but not always. Ben Gordon who had some good years and then had some not good years. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, MKG who shoots the ball. Um very weird, more weird than Sean Marion it looks like. He's uh contorting his body. It looks like he's uh I don't know in some sort of Las Vegas act when he's shooting. It's pretty strange. I'm surprised that ball ever goes in. At power forward, you got Bismack Biombo. He's gonna block a lot of shots. And at five, you got Al Hefferson. Al Jefferson. Can you imagine sh- starting Biombo in Al Jefferson at the four and the five? This <laughs> <today's> really is <laughs> This is before like the NBA has officially shifted over to small ball lineups of stretch fours. You still have big fours. Uh, you got Biz Biyombo, Josh McRoberts, a guy that can make threes with wonderful hair. Good old McBob. <clears throat> you got Al Hefferson, who... Remember that one time Kevin Durant was in the running for... Was it Kevin Durant or was the Russell Westbrook? It was Kevin Durant. That was in the running for MVP and he won it, but people wanted Al Jefferson to win, and so they kept on saying like they sent like lunch pails to voters and stuff like that with Al Jefferson's face on it. I and remember
3: did, yeah, I do remember that.
2: Yeah, you know, Al Jefferson. You wouldn't want to meet that guy in an alley. I got him mixed up with uh Zeebo several times. And <laughs> Cody Zeller. Well, he's a he's a he's a do it all kind of guy. So, you know, in Charlotte. We really need, We're again, we're going to try to get ahead of the curve. We're going to play better ball. We're going to play higher IQ ball. And we're going to get a guy that does several things well and can develop into something maybe pretty special. So we are ready to make our pick as Bobcats. With the ninth overall pick, the Charlotte Cattens. All you cats and kittens, um, we are selecting Skinny Zion Williamson and Julius Randall. Mm. Bang 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 uh, bang! I just love Julius Randall. I think he's a better version of Draymond Green. I think he's a skinnier version of Zion. I know that's a it's a joke, but like, I do really like. I do really like Julius Randle. I've liked him ever since he was the Lakers. He does a lot of things well. He's a little undersized. Um, he can stretch the floor. He can handle the ball. Um, just like what he has to offer for these Bobcats, and maybe I should maybe, I probably should have drafted someone like Rodney Hood, huh?
3: <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> I think this pick is good. Nah. I I like I'm with you. I like Julius Randle. Yep. Um especially last year in New Orleans, you know, he averaged 21 points last year, shot 34% from 3.
2: He ate Patrick Patterson's lunch. That's when the uh, when New Orleans came to OKC and just killed. He murdered every OKC defender we threw at him. Yeah,
3: he's uh and like you said, he's versatile. He can stretch out a little bit, he can pass it, he can handle it. Uh he's a fascinating player. In today's league, I wonder. Like, and, I don't know and, where
2: he plays in today. He's like six eight.
3: Yeah, I know. Like, it. He doesn't feel like he can play power forward in today's it's league. It's like he he's like a he talented
2: his... Kenneth Farid.
3: That's an interesting comp, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, talented Kenneth Farid who <laughs> can't jump as high.
2: Talented Kenneth Fareed can't jump as high, but does everything else way better. <laughs> yeah,
3: like I, it almost feels like you have to play him at center, even though he's six eight.
2: Yeah, that's pretty weird. You know, he's not like, as good defensively yeah. as Kent Fareed, but he's his offensive game is so superior.
3: It, tell me, is this is this might be one of the dumbest things I'll, I'll ever say? Okay, so just just prepare yourself. <laughs> okay, I'm ready that, that's got to be wait, wait. pretty impressive because I've said some dumb shit
4: before. Yeah, that's
2: correct. All right, so are you mean, ready for this one? You picked you picked uh, Andrew Wiggins at five.
3: Is Julius Randall? <laughs> Like not a poor man's, but like a middle class man's <laughs> Nikola Jokic, <laughs> like offensively.
2: <laughs> okay, let's just let's just make this comparison. Is Julius Randle a better player than Demonis Sismondes or not?
3: I would say no. Really? I would say they're close, though.
2: I would say they're very close.
3: I would say they're close. I would take Domas <laughs> though because I think yes, I think they're upside. very close, and I think obviously Domas is much younger.
2: He's younger, he's a little bit bigger, re- has higher upside. Uh, he might be higher IQ. Um, but yeah. I, I I mean I
3: think they're they're close to comparable though.
2: I like Julius Randle, but I would agree that DeMontis Sabonis is better or will be better. I mean, like Julius Randle can put a team on his back. Uh, when he needs to score, Demontis Sabonis cannot. Yeah, but yeah. but
3: yeah, but Demontis is probably I don't even think "probably" is the right word. He just is the better defender of the two. Uh, but I would Julius say that
2: Julius Randle can initiate offense by himself, and yeah. whereas Demontis Sabonis needs a point guard.
3: Do, yeah, Domas is a great passer, but he's more of a in uh, a system passer, <laughs> yeah. rather Hockey than like assist. a run the offense passer. Yes. So it's yeah. it's an interesting comp though. You for said sure. a middle I'll, class
2: I'll, man's Nikola.
1: Yeah,
3: well, he's not quite poor <laughs> man's Nikola Jokic. Right, maybe he's Jokic. maybe he's like he's doing okay but he's still like getting food stamps, Nikola Jokic. Oh my gosh. Right, so he's like poor but he's not like dirt poor. That's,
4: wow. I
2: don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Got to pick 10.
3: Uh, all right, pick number 10. This would be the Philadelphia 76ers making another selection tonight. Hey,
4: look. We're back. Uh, hot back that- again. Hot off that Aaron Gordon pick. Yep. Um, mm, that's so a good we got to take that into account. Um, but let's be honest. We're in the, the throes of the process. We can afford to kind of take a swing on somebody. Uh, we're not going to be scared off by a project. I think there's a handful of guys on the board who are intriguing.
3: Philly taking a project? No way.
4: <laughs> Very out of character. Um, it's like... The Kings taking a big man when they had Demarcus Cousins. But um, <laughs> there, there's a number of interesting prospects on the board. A lot of guys that I think we could bring in, uh, kind of experiment with, give them a chance to develop and see what they could turn into uh, while we're just, you know, losing game after game after game. But with that said, I think I know who we're going to go with. With the 10th pick of the 2014 NBA Draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select Bogdan, son of Bogdan. Um, it's a great pick.
2: It's a great pick. It's a real great pick. It's a great the, uh, pick.
4: Shooting guard from Serbia. I think that uh, the shooting spark is obviously a plus when you look at this roster. I think that is a definite weak spot. Uh, somebody who can be an outside threat uh, no offense to michael carter williams Sucks. maybe but i think that uh, seeing what he could do with philly could be interesting would he do much i don't know because it's philly uh, it's kind of a crap shoot but regardless give me the bogdan squared it's great pick. yeah i like
3: it i think that's fun for them uh space the floor you, you already took aaron gordon who's the High athlete, maybe lower skill level player. And then now you're kind of flipping the script with Bogdan yeah. here. So the, you're getting
4: the, the two opposite ends of the spectrum. The one guy that I really wanted to take here and who I kind of had charted here on my board was Clint Capella. Ew. But I just couldn't talk myself Gross. into Capella when you have Noel on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. They make like, great the, chocolate. They do make. And watches. And watches. Having Capella and Noel on the same roster makes. You ever hiked in the Swiss
2: Alps?
4: (laughs) Can't say I have.
2: That's a wonderful time. Short buzz.
3: Before we get on to our next pick, real quick
2: something as tall as the Alps.
3: (laughs) Guys, are you looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to bluechew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work, and they're chewable, so they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in a pharmacy line. BlueChew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. And here's a great deal. You can visit bluechew.com and get your first order absolutely free when you use the promo code bluewire. Just pay the 5 dollars in shipping. Again, that's b l u e c h e w.com. Promo code bluewire. All right guys, pick number 11 is up. The Denver Nuggets making the selection. Uh, looking at the Nuggets from 2013 uh, 14, we started Ty Lawson at point guard, Randy Foy at shooting guard, Wilson Chandler was our small forward, uh, Kenneth Fareed was our power forward, and JJ Hickson, our starting center. We also had Timothy Mozgov and Javel McGee at center as well. Um, you know, our, our biggest spot of need here is probably a starting center. Um, We feel pretty good at every other spot. And so with that being said, this is going to be a pretty quick pick because we're all ready to make our selection. With the 11th pick in the draft, the Denver Nuggets are going to select Clint Capella. Well, hey, I like that. Uh, This one kind of came down to uh, obviously in real life, the Denver Nuggets gets Jokic way later in the second round um so this one really came down to do I want Capella or do I want Josef Nurkic and I don't know I just decided that Capella as a defending rim running big uh, maybe fits a little bit better here maybe I'm completely off base I don't know Uh, I just think it's an interesting pick you have Ty Lawson for what's going to end up being two more years and then uh and then after that you've got Jamal Murray uh, well, they had that transition year with Emmanuel Mudiay, which was not good. Uh, but I, I think Clint
4: Capella fits in pretty well here. Yeah, I like that pick. I really hate Clint Capella. <coughs> I I couldn't tell earlier. Honestly,
2: I, I I don't I don't I don't get the hype. I'm I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I don't get it. He's a shot blocker.
4: That rim runs. Pretty much. What else? Yeah, but I think that that that's a valuable skill. Oh, there's so many tall guys that can shot block and
2: rim run. Nerlens, Not as well
4: as he does. Well, yeah, but Nerlens wasn't Nurlands until recently. That's I feel tr- like
2: I think he just had to be in the right system.
4: Again, yeah.
2: But he, Nerlens sure. is also like a number one pick, wasn't he?
3: No, he wasn't number one. But I think he was top three. He's top three. Yeah. But I just like man. Think we get to him next week. I think. Yeah, I just
2: yeah. I I'm just not high on Klinka Capella at all. I remember he he was drafted. and They're like, yeah, he's not going to play for a minute, and then he played that, that same year in Houston.
3: Yep, mm-hmm. yep. That is that is correct. Uh, so, Camar, you you would have taken Nurkic here.
2: I w- wasn't taking Nurkic, but I was taking a big. I was oh, taking so Dario taking Saric. A...
3: Oh, okay, mm. interesting. More of a stretch guy. Yeah, slide uh, Kenneth Reid over to the five, maybe
2: uh no just bench him
3: no touche touche uh but like so but that's that's a
2: good this is a good this is a good narrative um because there's been a a, a battle of words on the twitter sphere for the past couple years um about this who's better Clint capella or steven adams
3: Steven Adams. I think Steven Adams, too. I think I think everybody should say Steven
2: Adams, but for yeah. some reason, people are like, oh, Clint Capella's so good.
3: I think people who um, surf box scores would say Clint Capella. Um, yeah. I think people That's like... Fair. Steven Adams is not a... One will never be a box score player. He's a team guy. Yeah, yeah. and I think Steven Adams' IQ is incredibly high. Like, are you on calling this Clint Thunder
2: Capella team? dumb? Are you calling Clint no, Capella yes. dumb?
4: That's what, That's what I heard. No, there. I'm just
2: saying, Steve, like, on and this Thunder team right now. He steals people's hairstyles. He stole Dennis Schroeder's hairstyle. Yeah, bastard. Swiss.
3: <laughs> Is He's Steven like Adams the
2: have the
0: second
3: highest basketball IQ on, on this current Thunder team? It's a good question
2: because, like, we talked about this in the Slack several yeah. times, like, by ranking players, going back to last season, ranking players according to their basketball IQ. And Russell Westbrook was either number five or off the list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I mean, obviously, Chris Steve, Paul is number one. This Steve year, was always but, top you
3: know, three. I think Steve might be number two. Like, Steve is an incredibly intelligent player. Steve 3 is one.
2: There. I think it's pretty close between Gallo and Steve, really.
3: It's, I, yeah. I mean, I, th- I, think, I think it's think a fair, fair argument. But, I mean, he's just, he's so smart. He can make all the plays defensively, angles, and setting screens passer. to spring yeah. guys open. He just he's understands just,
2: the game really well. and He's elite. If you've read, like, if you've, and for people that haven't read his book, I think it's like My Struggle, My Fight, I think like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've even read it, I I recommend you go and read it. It talks about a lot of reasons why Steven Adams, the way he is in sports in general, and just him as a person. It's fantastic. It'll make you love him. It'll make you love him even more if that's possible. Um, But, yeah, just, and you look at this team, this Thunder team, I know we're doing a redraft, but you look at this Thunder team, and... Comparison to previous years and see how many guys like you're struggling to rank these guys on high IQ other than Chris Paul in previous years. You could say they haven't had that many high IQ guys and now this team has several high IQ guys. and That's probably why the team has done pretty well so far.
3: It's fair. And so making this argument of who's better Clint Capella or Steven Adams put Clint Capella on this year's Thunder team. He probably averages more points and more blocks.
2: Maybe yeah. more rebounds, mm, yeah. but
3: I mean, how much better is the team
2: because right. of it? You know, do you think Clint Capello wears K Swiss shoes?
4: <laughs> I don't know anyone do, does K Swiss. I was just exist? about to ask if K Swiss was still around. I don't know. It's a good question. I think I, I had a friend in high school that wore a lot of K. They were really cool
2: for a minute, right? Yeah, they're like they're like, go oh, guess what, Adidas? We've got four stripes, <laughs> 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 and then the they numbers. went out of fashion.
3: All right, Kamiar, you are up now thanking Pick 12 for the Orlando Magic.
2: All right, folks. Well, you know, we, the Orlando Magic, have already gone, what, how many times this draft? Once already, right? Number four. And we picked Spencer Dinwiddie. Supes excited about Spencer Dinwiddie. He's going to be dating Andre Robertson's uh, sister in the future. It's going to go great for him on that front. Uh, and looking at Orlando, so you've got, like you said, aging Jameer Nelson and Antoine Moore, and we're taking care of that with Spencer Dinwiddie. Aaron Aflalo, before everybody wanted him when he was aging, a defensive guy, a three, actually 3 and D guy for Aaron Aflalo, a young Victor Oladipo. So you already got a pretty nice young core backcourt when you've got Vic um And Dinwiddie coming off the bench, you know, behind guys like Aaron Aflalo and Jameer Nelson. You got Toby Harris, man. Tobias Harris and Mo Harkless and Hito Turgaloo, who's still, you know, running on that Magic team from that finals run that they just got crushed in. You got Glenn Big Baby Davis at the four that Mitch McGarry will eventually throw his back out by just by sprinting up and down uh, the floor, and he'll die. Um, not a lot going on for the rest of the power forwards, but Nikola v- uh, Vucevic and Kyle O'Quinn before he becomes Kyle O'Quinn uh, with the Knicks. So, you know, again, like like me, and that's uh, apparently been the same GM for all these teams. We're about getting more fluid. We're about getting faster. We're about playing this game at a more enhanced pace before defenses can actually set up. So the Orlando Magic, we are ready to make this selection. With the 12th pick in the NBA draft, this 2014 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic are selecting Jeremy Grant.
4: Mm.
3: I like it a lot, actually, because... We know in real life you end up with Aaron Gordon. Yeah. You didn't get him, but Jeremy Grant is a—he's uh, a what? He, He's—I'm uh, <laughs> sorry, I was typing in the pick and I typed in Grant Grant. Middle class. He's
2: related to Horace Grant, who you many have seen mm-hmm. on the uh, Jordan documentary and played for the Orlando Magic in that one yep. Magic Moment series, and then before the Magic be actually a nice disbanded. Nice story. Uh, but we'd have to get Jeremy to wear. wear, Yeah. What? Yeah. Uncle, uncle Uncle Horace.
4: And then we'd uh, have to get Jeremy to wear Rex bags. Yeah. But Jeremy
2: (laughs) Grant, I mean, I remember when he was traded to the Thunder for, uh, And the first thing that people said was he's raw, which means, Oh, he's not a Thunder player. Can't shoot, but he's athletic. And then the thunder molded him, and like he, you saw him take steps year by year. It was like, oh, he's gonna drive to the paint, and he's gonna fall down and get fouled. And then it's like, okay, he's actually making moves and dribbling to the paint, getting fouled, and making the buckets. And then he's stretching the floor, and now he's a sixth man guy um, off the Denver bench, and he's doing pretty well for himself. And I think it would be a really great spot for him and that team. Imagine if they, literally, imagine if they actually got to have. Spencer Dinwiddie, Oladipo, maybe would have kept Tobias Harris, who knows. You have Nicole Vucevic still there and Jeremy Grant. That's a really good team in the East. Yeah, on That's both sides hell of a the team ball team in the East. And they all play defense. And, and you have all- so many ball movers and shooting.
3: Also, um, the grant brothers jeremy and what's his brother's name jerryan yeah um are good friends with victor oladipo they actually all went to high school and played high school ball together
2: it's just so many parallels here and i mean like i did like like did i line up jeremy grant as a horace no but did it happen out that way yeah and i just like i really like jeremy grant's game and i i mentioned this again in the slack of the day that would jeremy grant be having a, a much better year if he still played for this okc thunder team Seeing how much they moved the ball around and seeing how the style of play was, and Nick said no uh, if he couldn't play the three. But I think if you put him in that Baisley role, he could still average yep. twelve and like seven. I think he could be really, really good. Like staggering him with Shea, in like somebody else that could be really special. Shea and Nerlens, like I feel like it could be really good.
3: Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Uh, yeah, I I like Jeremy Grant here a lot. I think he's very much like. Aaron Gordon, but he can space the floor a little bit more and come Like you were saying, whenever he got to Oklahoma city, he really developed one of the biggest things for me small to ball see five. Yeah. One of the biggest things for me with Jeremy that really jumped off the page on, wow, he's really like, he's becoming a really good basketball player is when he could go from setting the screen rolling and catching the ball and dunking it to setting the screen doing like a short, like two or three step roll and, catching the ball and then swinging it to the opposite corner as the defense rotated. Like he was starting to think the game quicker as well. And he was able to make those passes. And that shows a, a real slowing down of the game. And when that started him. happening, I was like, all right, this kid is going to be freaking good. Like yeah, it was, like it. it was exciting. It was, it was good stuff. And I miss uh, Jeremy. He's yeah. A good player. I'm big fan of Jeremy Grant. So, uh, Listen. At least we got a At least we got a pick out of it, right?
2: <laughs> it's gonna be the only first round pick OKC gets.
3: Yeah, this year, <laughs> until they trade their other pick and trade up and get Denny Avdia. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. keep Will in that. I know a nickname existence. for him. Do you want his nickname? Well, with pick number thirteen,
4: Justin is making a selection for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hmm. Yes, the Minnesota Timberwolves. We've got a uh, interesting squad up in mini. With the uh, old Ricky Eyeliner Rubio, Kevin Martin, Kevin Love, Corey Brewer, who's one of the finest dribblers you've ever seen. Um, I think what we are taking into account is, you know, I went down uh, went down to the arcade a few weeks ago. And I went on uh, one of those Zoltar machines that tells you your future. And uh, I dropped my quarter in. Uh, Zoltar, his eyes lit up. And he, uh, he told me that there's a chance that LeBron James is going to leave the Miami Heat and go back to Cleveland. And when he does so, uh, I think we'll have an opportunity to send Kevin Love to Cleveland for Joel Embiid. So uh, there's some interesting prospects on the board uh, that I want to make sure that we're picking somebody that could complement Embiid. Uh, I feel pretty confident in Zoltar's Future telling abilities, so I think we're we're gonna try to build around what he brings to the table. Uh, we're not gonna look for anybody in the front court. We're gonna go back court, uh, somebody that could complement what we're gonna have, and I think we know who that is. With the thirteenth pick in the twenty fourteen NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select joe harris the walking bucket uh i think that yes he was a little bit of a late bloomer but his consistency from the three-point arc uh, i think is unmatched in this draft class Uh, the timberwolves have kevin martin for one more year I think looking for somebody who can come in and fill that role once Martin moves on, I think Joe Harris can be that guy. There were some interesting front court guys that I liked on the board, Nurkic specifically, but like I said, if we're going to go full-on um, future-telling abilities and there's the you know likelihood that Joel Embiid ends up in Minnesota, I didn't want to go with Nurkic.
3: I think that's fair, and I think pairing... Embiid
4: with a sharpshooter like Harris is fascinating yeah I think that the spacing on the floor that that could provide you know putting our like realism hat on of Embiid being injured early in his career and Joe Harris taking a couple years to develop likely results in that being wholly underwhelming and or uh <laughs> probably Joe Harris getting traded but uh I think that Again, if you take both of them at their potentials and kind of their ceilings, even, you know, where they're at now, I think that's a, a fascinating pairing. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Not right, a
2: big fan. Not a big fan of Joe Harris.
4: Let's move
3: on to the last pick in our redraft, which is going to be the Phoenix Suns at pick number 14. So this season, Phoenix started Goran Dragic, Gerald Green, P.J. Tucker, Channing Fry, and Miles Plumley. Uh, off the bench, they had Eric Bletso, Leandro Barbosa, the Morris twins, Alex Len. Uh, Alex Len is an interesting player, but he hasn't really stepped up like we have hoped. Uh, we also need a power. Well, we don't really need a power forward actually. Channing Fry is uh, kind of declining, but we have high hopes for both the Morris twins uh, along with PJ Tucker. We feel like we've got a pretty tough team. We really need to upgrade at the center spot, and so. A lot of people in front of us talked about taking a player that never went off the board, and he is ours now. With the 14th pick in the draft, the Phoenix Suns are going to select Yosef Nurkic.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Dang. I think that's the right pick. Alex Len just never pans out. Rodney Hood slips
2: out of the the lottery, huh?
3: Yeah, I kind of thought about taking Rodney Hood, but at this point with Phoenix... I mean, they kind of have a lot of players. I mean, they're playing Goran Dragic and Eric Bledsoe together a lot. Uh, they're playing Gerald Green a lot, uh, so that backcourt kind of has has a lot of people already there. Um, again, you got the Morris twins. So, I just figure getting a big man in here is probably the best need uh, to fill. Like, um, Rodney Hood. I forgot his name for a second there. Rodney Hood is probably. Um, in, in today's league, a better player because he plays the wing. But considering all the wings that Phoenix already had, I think even though Nurkic might not be the better player, the fact that they're fairly close and he's the better fit kind of gives me the nudge to to bump him into this 14th spot. Fair.
4: Yeah, I, I like it. Like I said, I, I probably would have taken Nurkic uh, to Minnesota I don't like 13.
2: Nurkic. I just hate him as a person.
4: I feel like you've said that about, like, the last five picks, four picks.
2: As a person?
4: Well, okay, not as a person specifically. I just hate
2: Yusuf Nurkic as a person.
4: That's fair, because
3: he's from Bosnia.
2: No. Wow, okay. Okay, No, I'm not into that whole stuff over there, but... uh, Is it his fashion sense? It's his fashion sense. Mm -hmm. He used to hang out with Myers Leonard, and, you know, (laughs) it's just not good.
3: (laughs) Really, it just all comes back to Myers Leonard and tea Gosh, drinking. Gosh, he blocked me.
2: There's a couple NBA players I have talked to on Twitter, and they blocked me. Or I, I'll never forget the night Kelly Oubre clapped back at me for spelling the word whack wrong after I said his hair was whack. It was five minutes after the game. He immediately checked his phone, searched his name. It's fantastic. And said, spelled the word whack wrong. I was like, dang it. Because I said he looked like a llama.
3: Hey, llamas are a high-quality animal. They
2: spit when they're angry. Yeah,
4: At least you spelled llama right. I did. Yama. Um, All
3: right, to look back at our 14. Cleveland took Joel Embiid number one. Milwaukee with Nikola Jokic at two. Philly takes Aaron Gordon at three. At four, Orlando takes Spencer Dinwiddie. Andrew Wiggins is off the board at five to Utah. Six, Boston takes Marcus Smart. The Lakers at seven pick up Zach Levine. Sacramento takes Gary Harris at 8.
2: Terrible pick, terrible pick.
3: Charlotte takes Julius Randle at 9. Philly at 10 takes Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, Clint Capella goes 11 to Denver. Jeremy Grant goes 12 to Orlando. Minnesota picks up Joe Harris at 13. And the Phoenix Suns at pick 14 pick up Josef Nurkic. Guys, out of all 14 of our picks this week, which one is your favorite?
2: Number four. I love Spencer Dinwiddie to Orlando.
3: Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. I think that pairing with him and Vic, uh, we I didn't get to say it whenever you made the, the this pick, but you, you talked about how Victor Oladipo could end up really developing if they would have stayed with him. I wonder if he would have or if he had to get out of Orlando to kind of spread his wings. Yeah. Right? That's always am I mean, he concern. mentions the rust factor. Yeah. Exactly. But right. if, if Oladipo could have become the Oladipo we know now and kind of been that, right. that I just combo to, guard. I just
2: want to sing like Victor Oladipo. Yeah. That man is incredible. Mr.
4: Feathery.
3: If you could have had two combo guards there, that
4: would have yeah. been a lot of fun. Would have been really dynamic.
2: I get the number five combo from Chick-fil-A.
1: Hmm.
4: I really like imagining Marcus Martin Boston it's a fun hypothetical. yeah and i was looking at the rosters no, no, for this remember
2: <laughs> the morris brothers were still in phoenix together and
4: phoenix is yeah. playing
2: pj tucker at the two yeah yeah he oh plays the five God. now and he plays the five now oh he has. he yeah. takes steroids <laughs> <laughs> he is his head buff. should not he get is. that yeah. that big over a series of five years yeah
4: nope
3: also yeah. has a very large shoe collection Indeed. he he dresses
2: nice
4: real nice real has nice. Uh,
3: some drip as the kids would say ship drop all right guys well it was a good time always love the redrafts we will be back at it again next week with the 2013 redraft so be sure you tune in for that if you haven't already go back and listen to all our other ones we've done 2014 through 2019 now and They've all have been fun and engaging and entertaining. So go check them out. If, you're, if this is your first time listening to The Uncontested, we greatly appreciate you. Make sure you go click that subscribe button. We're dropping episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So make sure you are checking those out. This Friday, Taylor and I will be ranking the top five point guards in Oklahoma City Thunder history. So you'll want to tune into that for sure. If you're a longtime listener, as always, thank you so much. Go check out betonline.ag. If you need some help downstairs, go get some bluechew.com. We will be back. We will be back on Friday. Taylor and I will. Until then, you guys have a great rest of your week. If you're in Oklahoma, watch out for storms. We've got some storms blowing in over the next couple of days. And as always, thunderstorm. Thunder Up.
0: I'll make this for you.
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four part series, now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance.